Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Off The Grid. Yes, this is Klavinka speaking here and he is giving out an intro for an Off The Grid episode for probably the first time. So Yay! hello. It's, uh, it's been a while. Guys, uh, oh god, I missed this. <laughs> I missed this for real. Because <laughs> uh, the last time I was on this show was uh, actually with Off The Pitch. It was yeah. back in, I think, February. So hello. Both of you all, and hello to all the listeners. I hope that everyone is doing safe out there. If you're in Sri Lanka, I hope you're doing extra safe. Yes. Just keeping well and everything. Yes. But um, we are going to be speaking about a bunch of sports, actually. But mainly, we're going to be sticking to our topic, which is about F1. That's what Off Grid is based on. So welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. Take off the fufu, take off the cloud chase, take off the wifi, take off the money phone, take off the car loan, take off the flex and the white loss, take off the weird ass jewelry, I'ma take 10 steps, then I'm taking off top off, take off the fabricate streams and the microwave memes, it's a real world outside, take off your eyes, take off the robot, take off the we will be starting with some F1, but we just have to mention the devastating news that came out this morning, Sunday morning from down under, which was that Andrew Simons, um, Fair to say, very legendary figure in Australian cricket passed away at the age of 46 as a result of a car crash. You know, massive figure, a commanding figure in the Australian cricket team. He won the 2003 and 2007 ODI World Cups with Australia. I mean, he's instantly yeah. recognizable with that unique hair of his and, you know, he's a powerhouse I remember there was this one time, not a powerhouse with his bat and ball only. He was a powerhouse with his body as well. There was one match um, which was India-Australia. I think it was played in Australia, if I'm not mistaken. And a streaker just jumped onto the field. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I and they had to... <laughs> so, Shri, uh, so Shri, Shri, Shri Sant is bowling. And yeah, yeah Javaga Shri, Shri Sant. He was bowling and they had to stop the play because one of the, the, the streak just jumped onto the pitch, right? And yeah. he rushed towards Andrew Simons. And Andrew Simons didn't do a thing, but just he just stood yeah. there and just barged his body like into yeah, yeah. the streak. And the streak just fell. Like as if he hit yeah. a wall. Yes. I mean, if that doesn't tell you about Andrew Simons and his 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 authority in the game, I don't know what will, but rest in peace, Andrew Simons, um, hope that, uh, that the family will get through this successfully and very soon. But now we head into our main topic. Uh, also, we will be discussing about football much later into the show. We promised each other that we would not be discussing, you know, discussing not not yes. fighting, but discussing about football. But we'll have to see that towards the end of the show. Abhishek, Sharin, take it away with the F1. I will promise that I will watch F1 when I can. Okay, but I'm just going to learn from you all and go ahead with it. Take it away, boys. Yeah, kind of feel free to ask any questions, but thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I think both of us are very happy to have you back. Because Absolutely. 
Not just us, I think all the listeners. I'm I'm stoked, man. I'm I'm actually like, you know, it's been a while since I just stuck it. Also, uh, if people are listening in and uh, and wondering why I wasn't there, oh gosh, I'm making this about myself. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, no, no. So, so the reason why I wasn't there was because of exams, right? And Sri Lanka is in such a situation that we don't know when our exams will be held unless it's an international yeah. exam, like what Shavin is going through at the moment, or unless you're abroad, like uh, like for Abhishek. So I'm the one yeah. who stuck here, and we got our exams postponed, and we don't know when our law college exams are. So hippie pure, uh, well done. To uh, all the politicians involved in making our future a great, great struggle. <laughs> I mean, I think there's no point in talking about that oh, situation there. I mean, obviously, people need to be aware. I think the international community need to need to be aware of what's happening there. Uh, yeah, but it's obviously pathetic what's happening. It's so sad to see. I mean, you can you but, can send us some dollars, like you know, we'll. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll give you Abhishek's French. I don't have. Tank. I don't. I need to have the dollars myself before sending of it. Course. To, unfortunately, <laughs> of course. yeah. But yeah. But yeah, you know what matters? What, yeah, what, just leaving the Sri Lankan situation aside, you know, that matters. But what matters more on this show is uh, the F1. And what matters more is probably a bit about Imola, the Imola Capri, which happened, I think, one and a half weeks ago. Sorry, yeah. one week ago to be exact. Oh no, wait, two. Uh, no. Two was it? Yeah, two was two. Two weeks ago. Just, Goodness gracious. Yeah. And it was a result clear. of a fault, uh, which Abhishek will actually hint towards yeah. uh, the viewers, the listeners, to be honest. I am I I take full responsibility on this. And with no, that, I am to. gonna be Oh, okay. You don't have Fine. to because okay. Uh, okay, so I I think all the F1 fans know what happened at Imola, you know, for our own race and you know. Everyone expected them to get a one-two. Carlos Sainz was going to come back. You know, the player was going to dominate and all that. And that's not what happened. Yeah. It was a simply lovely Red Bull weekend. And, you know, so we did the episode. We you know we talked about how Ferrari kind of messed up with their strategy. Right, Shavin? They messed up? Yep, yep. I don't recall this race, to be honest. Uh, uh, I don't think yeah. I watched it. No. <laughs> get my F1 news from the grandstand WhatsApp group. Yeah. <laughs> They messed up the strategy. That's that's probably what they did with Leclerc trying to get into pit and get uh, get Checo, which yeah. was not going to happen. So yeah, we talked about that. Shavin was in pain, you know, he was struggling, mm-hmm. but he got yeah. through. And then he conveniently forgot to mention to Kavinka that the, the <laughs> recording what we use keeps the recording or whatever how it works. I don't know. It keeps the recording only for one week. And he knew that Kavinka was busy with his exams. I mean, we all been busy, but Kavinka is the one just uh, editing. He conveniently yeah. forgot to mention to Kavinka that uh, you need to download it. Is that right, Shavin? I'm sorry, I don't, I don't recall this Imola <laughs> GP. I don't recall watching a race like this. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, yeah we, we yeah, did sorry. record. We did record an episode. Uh, unfortunately, we were not able to release it. We it was actually quite yeah. a long episode as well. But yes. we couldn't put it out. Uh, but I'll, I just want to touch on something that you mentioned um, when you were starting this. And that is um, the whole... Uh, obviously, we know what happened. Uh, you know, Red Bull had a great weekend. Ferrari did not. Uh, Science had a DNF. And Leclerc obviously made a mistake uh, at the yes. end, which cost him uh, third place. But what I have to mention is uh, there was a lot of people talking about 
you know, Ferrari's strategy uh, at the end of that race, you know, to go for the fastest lap. They did yeah. not, Charles, it was like around the 47th lap. They didn't pit him at that time to go for the fastest lap. They were obviously pitting him to go and catch Checo. And that yeah. was their strategy because if they wanted to pit him for the fastest lap, they would have pitted him like at lap 59 at or end. something. Yeah. Right? Just at before the end. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I just wanted to put that out there because I think a lot of people were confused, you know, why, why would they want to go for the fastest lap? It was not for one point. They were trying to yeah. go for that extra, uh, that extra four points. So, yeah, it was error at the end. But, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Yes, it is. I mean, we can talk about Miami because it was a much better weekend for your team. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, before we go to the race itself, we should talk about the whole event that was the Miami Grand Prix, oh which goodness. was very interesting. I think polarizing yes. opinions and um, yeah, people yeah. think some some of the stuff were overboard. Um, yeah, but it's the US. I'm going to give my personal opinion, mm. and you can also add to that. But yeah, I think certain aspects were nice. I think people were making too much criticisms on the fake marina or whatever that was created. But yeah. I thought it was nice. It was a nice touch of <laughs> being in. Being in Florida, you know, it's the Sunshine State and, you know, beaches and everything. They wanted to add some color. It's the U.S. They, that's what they do. Yeah. Um, so, I think it was nice. But um, I think there's something that we both agree on. Shavin, you want to talk about that? I think the podium, the whole podium procedure, which was, I think, yeah. be just too old. I mean, yeah. Firstly, with the whole fake marina, everything, I think they, are re- they were trying really hard to be Monaco. But yeah. unfortunately, they are not Monaco. Like Monaco is a unique track, and yes. it's you can't replicate that track because it literally runs through the whole city, right? And yeah, I think yeah. that's what they were trying to do. Their initial layout was also like it was basically the initial layout was just two straights near the beach. So oh, wow. I mean, yeah, and then they they got this layout which is basically like uh, you know like a car park of the Hard Rock Stadium. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I mean. Since you mentioned the podium thing, yeah, I think the whole podium ceremony was a bit over the top, uh, you know, for a Formula One race. It was a lot of show, you know, like you said, a very, a very American kind of uh, ceremony. And uh, which is, I guess it's all right. I mean, that's what, it, that's what it's going to be like because that's what, uh, you know, Liberty Media wants. That's what Formula yeah. One is pushing because... Like, one thing to note is this GP wasn't uh, organized by that city or anything like that. Formula One themselves organized this for, you know, for all the commercial return that it gives. So they obviously have a clear idea with what direction they want to go in with this race. And it's here to stay. Like, this race is going to be there for like the next five to ten years at least. Um, But yeah, talking about the whole... Even at the end, I think, even in the post-race show, right? You you mentioned this as well. I feel like whoever interviewed... uh, uh, Charles and Max and Carlos. I don't think he really knew anything about Formula One. I don't even know if he watched the race. But uh, <laughs> like, it seemed like such scripted questions that he was asking them. And like, you could see, like, I think, I think Charles and um, Carlos, they like they are okay. They tolerate it. But you could see Max, like, I don't think Max actually wanted to answer whatever he was asking. <laughs> um, but he yeah, did, I, I told you right he didn't know Carlos's name for sure he knew Max and Charles but he didn't know Carlos's name <laughs> he just said oh you had a nice race this that and all that but yeah just like Matty Abino he doesn't know Carlos's name <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding oh my <laughs> god but uh, <laughs> talking about the track itself 
again i'm going to give my personal opinion mm. it was okay it was a, i think we had some good racing, racing mm. moments mm. but for me the whole fun was taken away i won't say fun but i think it was causing a lot of problems for the drivers that whole 14 15 16 yeah section. because yeah. it was so narrow you come after i think it was just before 2011 you had that massive straight and then yeah. you have um like a half a semi circle you know it's still pretty fast and yeah. then you suddenly come to this breaking point you're trying to hit the apex properly and suddenly like you hit the apex and the next apex is just there and it was yeah. so tough i think for yeah. drivers to navigate that area and you saw so many people going off in that area you saw Ocon crashing you saw Sainz crashing Max mm. almost crashed into the Red Bull wall there was like Red Bull uh, sponsors and everything on that wall and he was almost going to crash his Red Bull into that yeah. so yeah that I felt that sequence wasn't really good for the race but after watching the race and you know seeing the cars going through that section again and again I got I get why they might have included that that corner that massive uh, apex and that massive slow corner i don't know it's just a hunch it probably was because just after that corner that whole straight section there i don't think two cars can go together you know if they go try to go together it's too narrow they will crash so to prevent that because if you had a wider corner that two cars can race side by side and if both cars went together entered that uh, narrow straight together there would definitely be a crash So I guess that is the reason why they would have had that massive corner, but yeah, I still think that it kind of messed up as the rain as the race progressed. People got used to it and navigated it properly, but yeah, I think um, that sequence was. I think the drivers a bit drivers were a bit nervous going into that section of the race track, but yeah, I think you also have something else to talk about. I mean, still it was a very it was a very entertaining race. I you can't. I mean, obviously it's you can criticize the past that. We probably didn't like, mm. but still a good race, right? But for you, I uh, yeah. I mean, I think I, I I mean I can't say it was a great race. I think it was maybe I would say like I would give it like a three out of five. It was of a good race at the end <laughs> because of Lando Norris. Thankfully, yeah. uh, Lando Norris decided to give us an entertaining race. I'm, I'm just I'm just kidding. I mean, I know you're a McLaren fan, but. Uh, It's I think okay, if not okay. for safety car, it would have been a much you know bigger field spread, and we wouldn't have yeah. uh, the drama at the end. Yes. Um, and yeah, I, I think overall, like you said, that uh, the last few sections are very narrow corners. It seems really yeah. weird to see a Formula One car go over those sections as well because these yeah. cars are so wide and it, they just seem so slow. It seems very unnatural to see a Formula One car moving <laughs> that way. Yes, and, of course. Uh, But you know, one thing to note is this is the first time that uh, this is the first time that you know they're racing there, and this is not a permanent track. It is like a sort of a uh, how can I say like a makeshift street circuit. Yeah. You can obviously yeah. change the layout whenever they want, and next year the layout is very likely going to be different. So Certainly. yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a good sign because even you know even when Baku came in for the first time, people didn't like Baku, but now yeah. it's you know, one of the most iconic tracks. You know, and people love yeah. to watch the racing there. So yeah. yeah, I think I hope that they change the layout, especially that last bit. And also, I hope that you know one thing the drivers were complaining about a lot was the whole uh, was the surface itself, right? Yes, yes. Seeing that there was only one line. When there's one, when there's only one line, obviously you can't overtake, and that kind of defeats the whole purpose of racing, obviously. right? So, yeah. <laughs> so thankfully, uh, thankfully, 
due to probably the track evolution and whatnot, it it improved and Verstappen showed that you can actually overtake. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, I think I wouldn't say it was a bad race. I think it was a decent race, and I, I think it will get better for sure. Certainly, I I think I know part of the reason why you said it was not a great race. <laughs> you understand? <it? laughs> yeah, fair enough. Leclerc won, I'd be like, whoa, what a track! <laughs> this, this, <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, yeah, coming uh, ending our conversation on race track and everything involved in that. Let's get into mm-hmm. the result. Red Bull, yeah, and Max Verstappen. Yes, Max seems to be driving at another level at this point. Back to back wins. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Do you think? Do you think right now Ferrari should be worried, or is it just a case of just this thing where, which we saw, I think, on the news, Red Bull brought their upgrades to Miami, and Ferrari is supposedly going to bring their upgrades to Barcelona. So it's yeah. just a case of wait, just wait for our turn. What do you think? I think one thing that I have to mention is I think uh, if you go back and listen to Australia GP episode as well, you and I yeah. both mentioned this. So many people after the Australian GP, after the third race of the season, were saying that oh, the title's over. Ferrari have won the title. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. Let's stop the season. And then yes. you and I both said this Red Bull is still yes. the faster car on the straight line, and it's pretty yes. clear, yes. right? And they, yeah. it was it was so clear in Imola, and it was even more so. Uh, yeah. clear in, in this race, right? And I mean, when you ask if Ferrari should be worried, they don't seem worried. Like Binotto obviously doesn't seem worried. Uh, he was yeah. talking about the fact that Red Bull have been developing I mean, and bringing in a lot of new parts very fast and Ferrari yes. yet to bring in, bring in any, um, any significant upgrades. So I, I think all their significant upgrades are probably plan for um, Spain uh-huh. because yeah. it makes sense, right? Because Spain is one thing, it's a testing track. So they have so much data on that track. Yeah, uh, We'll get into the whole Spain part later, but they have so much data on that track. So it's very easy for them to bring upgrades then and test it out. And they were not going to bring it in Imola, which, which was a sprint race. And they were not going to yeah. bring it in Miami, which was uh, obviously a new track. But yeah. Red Bull, on the other hand, started off with a couple of DNFs and, you know, they were forced into sort of, uh, how can I say, upgrading their car to catch yeah, up. Because sure. Otherwise, to catch they up. Would, they would be running away with the title. So, I think, no, I don't think it's time to panic. But I think it's time to realize that the Red Bull is a bit quicker than the Ferrari right now, for sure. I'm not saying it's a lot quicker, but it's definitely quick enough to get the race win. So, yeah, I in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Just no. Yeah. I. I was just saying. In that sense, I think I'm hoping that they bring in something um, for Spain as well, because otherwise, I don't see anything apart from Verstappen win. But yeah. What yeah. I think. I uh, no. Just to say. Just to reiterate about the fact mm. of the Red Bull engine. I think mm. that the Red Bull engine had a 10 kilometer power advantage over the Ferrari. That is almost half or half. Of the advantage you get for DRS because DRS no. comes somewhere between twenty kilometers. No, actually, actually had an eighteen kilometer advantage, I think. No, I, then okay, I got, I, I probably missed yeah. that part. Huh? I thought it was ten kilometers, which is so crazy. Kilometers DRS gives yeah. you twelve, I think. So it's not even DRS is not even enough to bridge that deficit. No, and that is, and if if that's just raw pace, imagine with DRS, and if you have 
if you are uh, if you uh, if you drain the battery and you get all the energy yeah. you save from the battery just imagine yeah. the pace you have for the red bull yeah. and when you have a guy like max drivet who is just naturally fast yeah. that is nigh untouchable in my opinion yeah <laughs> absolutely so, um, yeah i think i think in that sense yeah ferrari but let's not let's not forget that ferrari probably had the more rounded off engine they they definitely have pace on the straights it's not it's not yeah. like it's a it's a i don't know a, a wheel barrier on the straights mm. some like pretty fast we saw that with leclerc how he made up positions in imola because he managed to get yeah. from 9 to 6 with just yeah. how many laps eight laps or something to go uh, yeah yeah so it but it's it's the fact that the red bull is faster in the in the straights but mm. again what we spoke about was the fact that the ferrari has more strength in the corners but for sure yeah i think it, at this point there has to be some kind of alarm uh, alarm ringing i i wouldn't say they had to get too worried because like you, like you said and like what binotto said they haven't brought their upgrades yet it will be interesting yeah. to see what happens in barcelona in terms of straight line speed <laughs> but yeah right now red bull have shown some of their i mean they have shown their prowess in terms of development of course yeah. they've had to bring those developments in early because of the problems but yeah I and think, i think i mean also yeah, just to mention i think it's it's also sort of the way who cars are built right they're obviously not yeah. in a cars ferrari has gone with a different design and red bull have gone with a different design and you can see like in in so split uh, sorry my bad slow speed and medium speed corners that like the ferrari yeah. is, is a lot quicker and like leclerc he catches up to verstappen much better in those corners so it, there are going to be like, there's going to be certain tracks where the first better but if they are going to sort of catch the red bull they will have to bridge that deficit like you said in the straight line speed okay. sure. because uh in the race as well actually i was clearly much faster in sector 1 where there were a yeah. whole bunch of corners at 2 and yeah. sector 3 where the straights were max could just catch up just with the straight line speed and also yeah. i think the fact that had uh, red bull this this race was the fact that they ran a low down for setup so that that also helps you in terms of straight line speed you don't have down force on the straights you go yeah. faster you don't have you don't yeah. have the force that's pulling you down so you go faster so yeah ferrari ran a bit of higher down force setup so that all helped so yeah in terms of um race pace right now again the red bull shows that it's it's got what it takes to uh, null the th- ferrari threat even in the slow corners and I think we have to mention Max again. Um, just again, another brilliant drive. He's just yeah he's taking he's taking himself to that next level. I think there's a stat that was mentioned. I think we are on this uh, Formula One group that those that uh, put one of uh, one of uh, our colleagues who was on that group put this stat that said I think in the last forty odd races, forty to forty five odd races, Max has finished out of the podium only twice. and one of those instances was hungry last year where he drove with half a car you know his car was broken after i think mm-hmm. what has started with bowling so yeah i think that's yeah. crazy just to have that level i mean yeah. he's trying at an insane level at this moment isn't he yeah 100% i mean he seems like even more like mature this year way more composed and yeah uh yeah i mean so far the, even like the title fight has been really civil between these two Yeah. So yeah I I just think like this mature Max Verstappen looks looks amazing and looks yeah he looks really quick and you know Red Bull is obviously giving him the car to compete as well so yeah I, I think Red Bull are in a really really good position to to fight for the title for sure 
for sure. And uh, just to mention, I think last in Imola, he went past Kimi for, I mean, in terms of race wins. Oh, yes. yes. And now with 23, he equals Nico Rosberg. So, I think he's, yeah. he's clearly on his way. <laughs> Hopefully, the grand tankers doesn't catch up to him. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's clearly on his way. Pacheco, just a slight, uh, small mention, unfortunate again for him. Because yeah. he seemed to be catching signs for third for third place. But he had that massive, I mean, not massive, but he had that engine problem. Yeah. Uh, halfway during the race and he had to it was like he was pleading almost with his engineer he was like I'm losing power man he was, I'm losing yeah. power how can you say I'm not losing power he was crying almost yeah. but yeah after that after that he I think they managed to get it back but even after the safety car restart it looked I mean he went for that massive overtake uh, sent it down inside but locked up and Sainz was able to recover but I think I think if he had enough power like he would have probably yeah. fought for me too I, I would say like the pace yeah, it's possible, possible because the Red Bull was definitely fast. But yeah, uh, Checo again a bit unfortunate, but again he he's he's also I would say he's still in this championship fight. I know you have something to talk about later on, but mm-hmm. in terms of uh, in terms of Checo, I still think he he has a chance. I mean, I think Red Bull will give him a chance because he's been consistent every every race he's finished. He's been at the second or fourth, so good point. I think he needs to get the contract next year, like no doubt, absolutely no yeah, doubt. Yeah. I think Christian Honor said Christian Honor said that he will decide in the summer break, and if yeah, if at that point Checo is doing the things he does not is doing now, if he's still doing it, then there's no question yeah. he's going to renew uh, yeah. There's no question. So hopefully we can see that from him. I guess that will probably upset Gasly, but uh, I think mm. we've about that before. But yeah, yeah uh, I think overall good points so for Red Bull. They've caught up to Ferrari in terms of the constructors as well. So yeah. We will move on to your favorite, I mean, to your darling team, and um, to your darling boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Charles, uh-huh. starting on pole, and yet another pole. He's been brilliant this season in qualifying, three poles. Yeah. But um, do you think he just didn't have the tools to defend his lead? Yeah, I definitely think he didn't have the car because uh, yeah. he, even he mentioned right, like the Ferrari, the Ferrari was was much better at warming up their tires than the Red Bull, but. Like once it got into that stable window, the Red Bull was just impossible to catch, and that's what we saw in qualifying. You know, like when it was just a hot lap. Obviously, he yeah. managed to put the Ferrari in the right place to get pole. Even Carlos was pretty quick as well. Yes. Uh, obviously, Max made a mistake. Uh, I think yeah. on his flying lap, he obviously didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of laps in before that because of Red Bull's issue. But uh, when it came to race pace, I I don't think that he. He was a sitting duck, uh, you know, with that Red Bull behind him. There was yeah. there was no chance. But I mean, but one thing I have to mention is you obviously Max is driving at a very high level. But I think so is Leclerc. I think those two are in a league of, of course, their own yeah. this year because you know we can't forget that Perez also has a very quick car, but he was not you know he wasn't catching him uh, in this race. Yeah. So obviously due to two as well. Um, I think yeah, oh, given. Uh, given the conditions, P2 was the best result that he could have gotten. So, yeah, I think uh, a decent race from him. And he's obviously he obviously wanted the race win at the end. But, uh, yeah, I think this is the best result that, you know, that Charles and Ferrari could have hoped for, for sure. Yeah, I think so. And I think he can he still has a championship lead. And yeah. Ferrari are supposedly supposed to have good upgrades. And Monaco could be a good... Ah, no, sorry. Let's let us race win Monaco, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, sorry, Spain, Spain, sorry, Spain, Spain should be the best. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think championship lead is still there. I think mm. 
I don't think it's over by any stretch of the matter. Uh, yeah. just because because like two races ago, we were saying Leclerc yeah, won course, the yeah. NBC, right? Yeah, of course. Like that's, anything that's can change, you know? Yeah. Like most fans are still waiting bags to come out. <laughs> I'm telling you, it will come yeah. to a point, I told you this, it's going to come to a point where Hamilton or, Hamilton needs to win every single race to become yeah, world champion. And then you will see the Merc lapping like three times over. I have a feeling, okay? Like I last year, they bought that spicy yeah. engine or whatever. Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that engine. That was a rocket ship engine. I think they stepped onto Hamilton. But yeah, I think Nuclear uh, still obviously has the advantage in terms of the driver's championship and Ferrari look to be, you know, uh, bringing whatever that's necessary to Barcelona. But talking mm. about his teammate, Carlos Sainz, had a yes. very good race, I would say, because he's had it, he's had it very tough in the last two. Australia and Imola yeah. were not good outings for him. So, yes. getting on the podium, confidence boost. Uh, yeah, I'm honestly, I'm really happy for him because, like, it was like two really bad races, and like, it, it just seemed like everything went wrong for him. And yeah, he's a very talented racer. You know, he he can get results, and yeah, I, I was just really happy to see him on the podium because he's he's going to be very important for uh for the constructors' championship for Ferrari, and yeah, I mean, a good result for him. It's definitely going to bring his confidence back. Uh, yeah. Ideally, ideally, he would need a race win, I think, to probably get his confidence back fully. But uh, yeah, it, it was a good result for Carlos, for sure. But yeah, I, I think there's something I wanted to mention. You sort of alluded to it earlier. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's a hot take or whatever, but I, I'm going to say it now. Okay. It's five races in. And I personally, I think, um, I can't say that it's like, obviously it, it's just five races in, so it's impossible to say that it's completely out of the window, but I don't think that there's a chance that Carlos is going to win the WDC this year. I, I think it would be very, very difficult for him to come back and to beat Leclerc consistently with this whole Red Bull pressure. Yeah. So personally, I think... He's been beaten in qualifying like five and zero. He's yeah. been beaten in obviously he's at two DNFs, but even then he would have still been beaten in the race five and zero. So yeah. I think it would be very difficult for him to come back unless Leclerc has like a few DNFs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so we know I, that we know that Monaco is definitely one. So yeah, one that's one back. But uh, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm sorry, Shami. What is your opinion on Carlos? I just want to ask you. Like, what do you so think I, he's I gonna? Think, uh, it's it's really tough to say. I think he's had obviously a lot of bad luck in terms of those two races. I think those two races really affected his chances for the WDC because yeah. look at his results. His three finishers have been podiums. Even yeah. Leclerc doesn't have that. Okay, but those yeah. two DNFs have def- definitely cost him his. Is bid for the title because, like we said before, when you have two people challenging for the title from different teams, you have to prioritize mm. one. There's no way sure. that I mean, I can't say there's no way, but it's very hard for a team to probably push both drivers yeah. because you saw with Merck, you know, with Nico and Lewis, it was just them. They were like I don't know, thirty seconds ahead of everyone else. They could, yeah, yeah. Uh, they could easily allow them to race, but knowing Max. Max is driving at another level, and the, uh, and the Red Bull is very fast. Mm. Um, I think 
not i think i def- you definitely know that parari have to make that decision which is unfortunate yeah. for callers because he came into this season with a lot probably a lot of expectation for him because he beat leclerc we spoke about that before mm. why why he would have beaten leclerc previous season but he definitely yeah. come in with a lot of um, you know expectation he was on that brilliant run with the most consecutive points finishers and stuff active points finishers so yeah if if that's the case what you say is true i think he would be very disappointed because because he knows that he has a car to challenge for the championship and just five races yeah. in from a 22 race i think it's a 22 race calendar um mm. five races in from a 22 race calendar to be out of it it's 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 going to leave a bitter taste in my opinion which is a shame like like you said he's a really good driver but it's just the nature of the sport i believe you know you can't you can't you i, I, I don't want to say you can't again but it's very difficult but i think look at checo on the other hand i said it again i think checo mm. has been putting performances so he has that outside chance yeah for max. sure he still needs to beat max probably in one or two races to probably stake his claim mm. um, and i said check i've said this before checo has the added pressure that max is world champion so like yeah. red bull probably have a bit more favorition to him because they probably want him mm. to win the championship but still yeah. checo is in okay but carlos like you said he's had three podiums but the points are not enough he's fourth right if i'm not mistaken fourth in the championship but he's beat off checo and yeah he's definitely beat off checo as well uh, in terms of points difference so yeah yeah, yeah the thing is i mean i think for, for instance i think if um you know if if he was leading in if he was leading in spain if it was like a ferrari 1 2 and if he was leading going for his first race when leclerc was behind him i don't think they would swap the cars around i don't think they would do that right now but i think if this continues towards like the midpoint of the season and it's a very close battle i think like they're going to have to make that decision and and i think if he doesn't pull it back right now it's not going to happen like halfway through you know that that's why I'm, i think like it, it's very difficult for him right now that's why that's it won't be a carlos this is matia Please let Charles pass. Uh, it's the last lap of the race. Please let Charles pass for the championship, please. <laughs> I said that actually, he, he's not. Uh, he's not fourth, by the way. George Russell is fourth. He's fifth. Oh, okay. My bad. We'll talk about the the main man yeah. soon. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so see, not that's a guy. That's Honestly, not a guy. Yeah. Exactly. So that's even. I mean, uh, he's had the two DNFs where Russell has finished. Yeah. We're going to talk about him. He has finished in the top five in every mm. race. But yeah, that yeah. puts added pressure on him because he definitely has the fastest. Okay, arguably the fastest car with Red Bull. Like we, we don't know which mm. will take faster. Depends on the track. Mm. So to have to have the fastest car and be fifth, yeah, it's kind of it's definitely stinging for him. Uh, you see, you can see that he wants to get back into the championship fight. As yeah. whether it will happen or not, we can only see. Barcelona will be a test. It's his home race. Home race for sure. So, Yeah, we we'll see, we we'll see. I'm actually I, expecting him to do well in Barcelona. Like I I would yeah. like I'm expecting him to put it on pole or something. Like something special we'll see. That would be great. That would be great. That would be great. And yeah. if we can get a win back, I think that will be great for him as well. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. I, otherwise it would leave a bitter taste. Is the is the phrase a bitter taste or a sour taste? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so mm, I think it's bitter. It's sour taste. It's sour taste. Kavika, <laughs> what do you think? I'm sorry. Kavika, you're there, right? Is it bitter taste or sour taste? <laughs> Bitter taste. It's bitter taste, sour oh, taste. Okay. Can say depending on the context of it. So, all right, all right. Anyway, 
either way it's, i mean it's, it's i mean for this context this context i think you can say it leaves a sour taste in the mouth yeah okay okay makes sense yes so yeah that i think carlos hopefully can get another good performance in because mm. it'll be good for him so yeah that's it on ferrari as well and now we move on to the defending constructors champions who have had problems and showed good pace in miami Yeah. Great potential. George Russell was flying in free practice, and then they absolutely messed it up in college. Wait, I want to know. I want to know. Like as a not even a casual, but like an outsider to F one. Yeah. What is wrong with the uh, Merck? Like what is wrong with Mercedes? Bro, if we oh, knew wow. that, they would pay us. <laughs> <laughs> See, so so now we know that. Um, say, say something with uh, like if you're relating to another sport, you would know, right? But here. There is no reason for them to perform like this. No, the the main reason is the porpoising, which is like if you have seen, yeah. uh, if you've been watching F one this season, it's obviously this bouncing effect yeah. that has been created. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, and this car is porpoising like crazy. Uh, they don't it's, know fully why yet. They're saying it's because they are because uh, yeah. so Merck has a unique side pod design, which is different to all the other cars that was introduced this season, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they, they don't have side pods at all. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's actually it was going to be revolutionary, right? right? Yeah. But you pointed out, Abhishek. Yeah, it's a vertical side pod. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Kanker. Yeah, when when they unveiled the car in Bahrain, everyone was like, they lost it. They're like, oh my gosh, Mercedes had done it again. They brought in a different, completely different. <laughs> uh, I think many of the design. listeners also would have been exposed to all of those. Uh, oh my god. For sure, it's revolutionary. For sure, because what have we done this time? <laughs> no, because I, I think I, were you nervous? I think quite a few fans were nervous. Like, uh, thinking oh, that most have done again. Like some futuristic car, like what they have done. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean it's futuristic, but it's still slow. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, but, I just I just start thinking that Toto said at the end of I think Drive to Survive season four after the whole Max thing. Yeah, I think they asked him. Uh, so this Red Bull have a target on their back next year. He said everyone has a target on their backs back next year. Kind of makes sense because everyone has to watch out for their backs. It's worker behind them. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <That's> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he said the truth. He's really honest. What a man. Yeah, true. But they are talking about Merck. They genuinely had pace in Miami. I said, Russell mm. was quick. Hamilton was also putting good laps, lap times in practice, and then Colley came and they changed the setup. Was who knows why on Russell's car, and he couldn't qualify into Q3. Yeah. He had a good qualifying. I mean, good as good as it can be. Yeah, and yeah, then the race happens, and again, uh, Lewis fell behind. I think he had contact with uh, Alonso in the. In the first lap, but he we did, saw yeah. something that we saw something that we didn't see during Ebola. He managed to overtake Alonso quite easily, and, and Gasly. Wait, wait, yeah, and, and I was going to say, like he finally, after fifty odd laps, he finally managed to overtake Gasly. I'm hundred percent sure that's a very good chance. He probably said finally after overtaking him. Um, I, it's probably, it's probably there. But once yeah. again, we see. The safety car just ruining Hamilton's race. This is like what? 
the sixth or seventh consecutive race where he the safety car is messing with him for mabudabi last season because yeah and this is where i want to talk about with mer especially with russell mm-hmm. right i feel i don't i mean i think it's quite obvious with russell they are going for a very high risk high reward strategy in every race because yeah. You see, I think Russell started on the hearts, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. He went and long. He was, yeah. yeah, he went long. And he was, I, I think it, he was still running when the tires were beyond their, you know, the expected run length, if you want to call that. But he didn't come in. He was saying, let's hope for a safety car and get mm. a cheap pit stop. And, you know, get a cheap pit stop. And then we, we can, because uh, the pit lane is not part of the racetrack during safety car, you can... Um, you can overtake during that point. Um, but, and that strategy helped him out. Now, the funny thing is, he couldn't have predicted that a safety car would happen because it wasn't, you know, if, if Gasly didn't go off, okay, and if he showed a bit more awareness, I guess, I think there was a lot of problems with Gasly's car and um, Gasly couldn't control it. I think you, you told me that. But maybe let's say, yeah. uh, you know, Kind of avoided that whole scenario. There was no situation, no other situation. Obviously, it's hypothetical. Where there was like an unforced error, like driver just losing it and set, like sending it to the wall or something like. So in that scenario, yeah. Russell would be the one affected because he goes yeah. wrong, and then he imagine yeah. he loses performances, and then after that, he you know pits and he loses position. Russell would, Russell would um, be the one affected. Yeah, but. They still took that risk. But with Hamilton, they are trying to play it very safe, in my opinion. I think they just don't want to, uh, I don't know, get a bed down or something like that. And you can see, that was that whole conversation with Bono, James and Lewis. Where Bono is giving him information, James is giving him information. And they're telling him to decide whether he wants to beat or not. And Lewis yeah. is like frustrated saying, uh, guys, you guys have the data. You, do, you tell me if I beat, what will happen, what will not happen, all that. Yeah. So, what do you think about this whole situation? Yeah, whole I think, yeah, I think it it's not a it's not a good look for Merck uh, to be asking Lewis, you know, uh, what to do in the race because, like, we have seen like Mercedes usually that like that team strategy is amazing, right? Like, we have seen yeah. some strategic like masterclasses from Mercedes, like Hungary uh, twenty twenty, yeah. like last year Spain. Uh, yes. Like they're usually amazing with their strategy. So for them to keep asking Lewis, it just I feel like they're just in a weird position right now because even Lewis probably has a lot of pressure on him because uh, whether it's luck or not, like Russell is beating him. Yeah. And uh, maybe he, he's maybe quicker like in terms of raw pace, but Russell is getting better results, right? So there's a lot of pressure on him right now. And uh, yeah, I think like you said, I think Merck had just trying to play it really safe with him, you know, try to let him take the decisions. But I think it was not a good call. Um, yeah. Not a good call to let, to put that much pressure on a driver like, you know, in a situation like this. Obviously, you, they could uh, ask just, him. Just to, just to, yeah. just in, do you, just to interject, sorry. Uh, just do you think uh, Turkey last year is kind of playing on their minds where he, he didn't want to pit and Bono wanted to pit and then he just ended up being stuck? P5, do you think? I think he's been complaining a lot about like when he's yeah. I mean, Lewis is yeah, yeah. He winning, he but... has he has been complaining <laughs> about strategy quite a bit. Yeah, but and, uh, yeah, I mean it could be, but I think that's the discussion they'll definitely have, and you know this is an experienced team, so they'll probably 
fix it uh, yeah. in the coming races. But it's just it's not a good look to see them, you know, asking a driver uh, in the middle of a race, you know, whether he thinks there'll be a safety car or not. Like it, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me. So, uh, but overall, the I think it's a good drive. The first time we heard, I mean, not the first time, but I was laughing when you heard the three most destructive words in Formula One history for a Mercedes driver. It's Lewis, it's James. Oh, Lewis is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. But uh, Bottas must have been laughing. Yeah, yeah. Bottas, <laughs> Bottas was laughing at this point. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think like I don't think it was a bad race from Lewis. I think he did you know everything he had to do. But uh, yeah. Uh, George George got lucky. George drove a great race. He managed his tires really well. But uh, he got lucky with the safety car, and I mean he got the result. He beat Lewis again. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, uh, you can't um, take anything away from George because luck is part of the deal. Yeah, for no sure. Uh, but yeah, and like I said, he's the only not not having the fastest car, mm. third fastest or the fourth fastest, depending on Alpine. Sometimes Alpine is quicker, sometimes um, McLaren is quicker. Yeah, but not having easily the fastest car, he's managed mm. to put in a P five or more, you know, result. I think for him, he's loving life at Merck at the moment. I think he would prefer to be winning races as well. Mm. But yeah, I think Russell needs to be applauded for that. And I don't think, again, we spoke about this in the Imola thing, but Lewis, I mean, what Toto is doing, obviously it's like damage control and man management, all that, apologizing to Lewis for not having a good car. He didn't do that this time, but uh, even in, even the social media, right? They put George had a brilliant race, and they put for Lewis. They put like an excuse, like uh, Lewis was unlucky with the safety car. This that you know he was on for a good race, mm-hmm. but obviously George benefited from the safety car, and that's just how it is. I feel I I yeah. don't know if it's purposely, but it, it's kind of. Do you think it's taking away from George's uh, uh, George's like success or not success, like his good results? I feel like it's kind of, I, I not in a big way, but it's kind of. Um, I feel like it's kind of taking away from George's. Uh, I, I you know, think it's, it's a very bittersweet situation for a lot of Merck fans because yeah. obviously they want Russell to do well, but they also don't want him to beat Hamilton like this. <laughs> and yes. uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I think, I don't think it really takes away because at the end of the day, he's, I mean, even, even when he, every time he beats Lewis, he's beating a seven time world champion, right? And he's beating a guy who is incredibly difficult to beat, like, you know, yeah. in Kolka and uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's good on him, like what he's doing. Uh, yeah. But we don't know whether they're running opposite setups for testing. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, you no, know, they're running opposite cars, whether Lewis is doing a lot of work, you know, to develop the car. We don't know. Probably, but yeah, uh, yeah it, it could be that. But uh, yeah, right now, Russell is getting the results and uh, yeah, Lewis not as much, but. A good race for Merck. I think they genuinely yes. look like on pace. They look like the third fastest car properly yeah. in this race. I believe. For and sure. I think, I think there are positive signs, positive and negative signs. I would say for Barcelona because I think what I, based on like various reports, they're trying mm. to bring the car back which they brought to Barcelona initially, which had side pods. Seeing that yeah. many people have said that the lack of side pods have been the main could be one of the main reasons why mm. they have this pressing mm. issue. But I think I saw another report that said that 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 upgrade itself is going to cost a significant amount, and with the budget cap, that could be 
the only significant upgrade that they can bring for the entire season. I don't know whether it's true or not, but if that's the case, that's going to you know hurt them probably. But if they can get you know uh, the car they want, and if if it works well for them, I think that will help. Obviously, it will help Merck because I think they have resigned to the fact that they are probably not going to challenge for the championship. Well, that's what they say. So yeah. if that's the case, it's all about getting the development right, especially with the engine because. Something we've not mentioned before is that we have an engine freeze at the end of the season, I think till 2024. Yeah. So it's important that you get your engines right because after this, if you if you have a very slow engine, you're stuck with it for three or four seasons. So yeah, I think Merck, Merck will be focusing on bringing those upgrades to Barcelona and hopefully, they, I mean, as a racing fan, you, <laughs> I think as people who have uh, suffered under Merck's dominance, they probably won't care. But, you know, as a person who's just enjoying Formula 1, I think it would be great if they can bring, you know, a bit more spice to the championship. What is going on with this, with the F1, uh, the broadcasting this year? Because at at one point, they were showing trees or something. And like, and you can see like on the timing charts, like Russell is overtaking. You can can see the... Times change, like you can see the position changing and you can't see what's happening. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, and you can see fans talking to each other and like <laughs> fake water and trees. Bro, if I want to watch like see trees, I would go outside my house or something. Like I'm watching the F1 race. <laughs> like Oh my gosh. Like, so it's honestly been really bad this year. I think they're trying to create like a I don't know, basketball atmosphere or whatever, showing the fans, but <laughs> this is not basketball, you know. <laughs> There aren't like a lot of passes in like, <laughs> and oh my god! Yeah, I, I I just think they they need to they need to sort that out for sure. Yeah, just yeah, something to sure. add. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think we, we had good wheel to wheel racing, nothing too extreme. You know, uh, they, it was more or less clean. That was I think that one event mm. where George had to go a bit off because Lewis was towards the corner of the track. But we had good mm. racing, and it's great to see because we've not really seen that much team racing. We had Alpine in Saudi. We've not seen, unfortunately. I think it would be really interesting to see. I don't think the teams will allow it, but you know, it would be interesting to see Red Bull and Ferrari as having a team, like in, in team race, as long as it's clean and it's, uh, clean and it's proper. Yeah. It was good to see both the Mercs fighting it out as well. So, yeah, good result. I think this is the best as usual that they can hope for, and they they are continuing to do what they do best, which is making the maximum of the situation. So yeah, that's a bit. That's all on work, and let's quickly go through a few other scenarios. And I think a bit of a painful scenario for F1 fans in general to see. Yeah. You know, everyone's favorite driver crash out. I mean, not crash out, but uh, having uh, coming together with um, another likable driver in Mick Schumacher, Seben Mick having, mm. and the fact that it's Seben Mick, right? That was uh, honestly uh, was yeah. kind of hard, and the fact that Mick was, you know. Finally, getting close to getting his first points in F1, and the fact that it it just slipped away. What do you say? Yeah, I, I think uh, firstly, I think you know Seb was uh, on course for another a good weekend. You know, after Imola, he had a good weekend in Imola, and he was on course for another good weekend. But yeah, it was a very unfortunate crash. Personally, I think it was Mick's fault. Even Mick yeah. knew it was his fault. Like the race after he hit him, it's like, oh, it was my corner or something. Yeah, yeah. He's very like, very like, not convinced uh, yeah. about it. But uh, yeah, it's it's sad for him because he's been wanting to get these first points for a long time, and yeah. uh, it seemed like he was, you know, on course to do it. But yeah, just a small error at the end of the race, and <laughs> and to crash into Seb like 
his mentor, yeah, like yeah. his, you know, one of his dad's, uh, you know, prodigies. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, very. It was not a nice scenario for sure, but uh, yeah, and I think that, like we mentioned this earlier, but I think Mick has not had a great season so far, and if yeah. he's going to keep these Ferrari aspirations alive. It's not yes. going to be next season for sure, but if he's going to keep it alive, I think he's going to have to step up his performances throughout the year. For sure, I think. But I think having Magnussen as a teammate will definitely help him because uh, yeah. let's be fair. I mean, you know, it's so nice to tell bad stuff. I mean, not bad stuff, but you know, no, I don't I mean, say yeah. yeah, just being clear. I think if he had Mazepin, he would probably beat him easily. There's no question. Yeah, uh, yeah, this car. Who knows? Maybe who knows? Maybe Vasily might turn up and <laughs> come perform. You know, you never know. Uh, yeah. But I mean, Magnussen will probably help him more in that sense. And I think he has beaten Magnussen twice. So if you look at the overalls right now, it's three to two. Mm. But the two times he's beaten Magnussen, both of them not have not got points. Whereas the three times mm. that Magnussen has been weak, he's got massive points. Uh, in, yeah, especially in Haas's uh, perspective, it's huge points, right? Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. So yeah, I think Mick is under pressure, and it's a real shame because uh, he was, you know, in the he was in the running for points, and he's been waiting yeah. so long to get. But yeah, I guess it's just again it's the race, and again for Aston Martin, they you know they seem to have got some pace, and it's a shame that uh, said missed out on points. But again, mm. it's racing, I guess, you know, they go go at it again. So yeah, I think that's more or less it, Shavin. Um, for the FRS, can you still with us? Have you, have you got more than we lost us completely? Yeah, I'm very much with you all. Uh, in the moment that I was silent, my phone also ran dry. So that <laughs> okay. I had to get back as well. And and you were still talking about F1. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that this is uh, to me. It might be a bit of Greek. Uh, no, yeah. not even Greek, but. Like I think, like, say even Spanish because uh, I am okay in my Spanish, but I understand a bit of it. But here also, I'm okay in my F1. I understand a bit of F1. All right. Anyway, don't worry. No, 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 gonna, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going. No, but the trees and stuff. Uh, yeah, I didn't uh, talk about that. Oh, Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, uh, which reminds me, um, have you all spoken about the Spanish Grand Prix when I just said Spanish? Oh, that's no, a very good point. Haven't. Yeah, we have to, we have to, uh, we have yeah. to cover that quickly. Of but, course. Uh, I mean, we we touched on it a bit, yeah. But uh, I think before, before we, we finish it, though, before we get to the Spanish GP, we yeah, uh, we want oh, to yeah. start this segment which we we did last week, but obviously, uh, we yes. couldn't release it. But uh, but we will be starting it from this week, which is uh, Abhishek and I will be giving our driver of the day. Kavik yeah. will join us once he starts watching F1, which is yes, soon, sir. hopefully. Yeah, so, but, uh, of course, yeah. Abhishek, who is your driver of the day? Yeah, I think okay. Uh, first of all, we need to mention who the obvious one was. I mean, the guy who got yeah. it anyway, it was Max again. Another yeah. super little drive from him, perfect. I mean, oh. oh, he could have done. But getting light on the others who had a pretty good race, I have a pretty interesting selection, Shavi. Okay. Yeah. Should I give my and pick or do you want to give yours? Uh, if you want, you can go. You can go. Sorry? You can I, go. I know 
what you i'm yeah, going to okay. say albon uh, just for okay. you know just for putting that uh, uh, just for bringing that uh, you know uh, williams into the points again um, yeah great drive for him and i just have to say he's like coming and filling george russell's shoes was going to be a tough task for anyone right but yeah. he's come in and he has you know shown williams that you know they don't miss george russell because he's really delivering and he's delivering especially on on sundays like when it matters right so it's the, it's the, yeah. it's the red hair apparently i mean i think he changed his hair in australia yeah, yeah. i mean phenomenal drives right australia he jumps 10 places imola he jumps yeah. about 8 places again here he jumps around 8 to 10 places with crazy i need a video most overtake on this season by the way yeah and and the fact that you know right now it seems that the williams is the slowest car it is yeah. a toss up between aston martin and williams but uh aston martin I, i'm going to get to it but uh, uh aston martin got into q3 and stuff like that so mm. uh yeah i think abon I, i i was intuitively but since you chose abon i'm going to uh pick somebody else and that is so i have i have four people okay okay and so one is george russell because he had a good recovery race from p12 to p5 Esteban Ocon, who had a brilliant race as well to go from P20. I mean, P20, but then uh, it was P18, default P18, because both the Aston Martin started from the pits. So, yeah, he went to P8, I think. And uh, I forgot who's the, uh, the third person. So, Lance Stroll is there as well, uh, because, like I said, he, he went to Q3, uh, Q3, and then he finished on points as well. And Alex Albon, which was my fourth, and i'm actually yeah. going to go with lance stroll yeah i mean yeah i'm joking joking no 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 okay fine but lance stroll is pretty close i i you have to give credit to him because he managed to yeah. put the asa martin in q3 because they have been struggling in pace i mean people will criti- i mean obviously there are criticisms that come his way as well probably some of them probably some aren't i don't know i i don't want to like get into <laughs> that but I mean, he's had his performances as well in F1. He's got three podiums. He's got pole, um, and yeah, I think he had a very good performance uh, in Miami to get to Q3, and then obviously a few circumstances helped with the uh, results finish, with Alonso's penalty and Nixon's crash. But he had a pretty good race. You can't deny it, and he had a pretty good performance. But uh, yeah, Lance is a close second. Albon is also probably there. Ocon is probably there, but I'll probably stick with George Russell because, again, uh, just because of the, you know, he he has the guts to, you know, wait out for a safety car and get that result because he made it superbly, and uh, Lewis was sitting duck, he couldn't do anything about it, and he got the overtake done. So George Russell with Lance Stroll is close second. Never yeah, too long. that's it's okay. <laughs> that was definitely yeah. fair, I think, for sure. Yeah. So. Russell and Albon from us, uh, but yeah, I think that uh, that covers the the Miami GP. Before we end our segment, I think we need to talk about the upcoming race, which is Spain. Yes. As we mentioned earlier, I think it's it's going to be a very a very important race because it looks like Ferrari are going to be bringing upgrades. Looks like Red Bull are going to be bringing upgrades as well, and it's a very interesting track, right? Because uh, as of recent, it it hasn't been i would exciting say yeah yeah the most exciting track uh, especially because so obviously uh, 
you know, if y'all haven't watched Spain, the problem with Spain is it has a lot of like medium and slow speed corners and not a lot of heavy braking points to to overtake. Yeah. It does have one long straight, but you know that's also yeah. hampered by uh, the last few turns. You can't if you you know if you don't <clears throat> get a good exit out of like the last few turns, you can't really attack on that straight unless, of course, you have like much fresher tires like Lewis did last year. So yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how these new cars, um, how these new cars drive in that track. And uh, yeah, uh, what yeah. are your predictions? I, 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 I don't we don't know what Ferrari could be like on the streets. But if there's not going to be a change in that trade, after that place, it's probably what we did. It's all it's going to be the same. All it's going to be the same. It's going to be the I still think that, because it's straight. The straight bus is going to be pretty long. Okay? And I know you're yeah. talking about, in terms of that last corner, I think it's been one of the biggest complaints, right? That last chicken. Yeah. It's, it's just not helping yeah. at all in terms of racing. You go too deep into the first apex to come out of the second apex, almost going to the gravel, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, so, yeah that's that's a problem. But I think someone like Max, you know, he, he's clearly driving with a lot of composure. If things don't change significantly, I'm still going for a Red Bull win. Just because of that dominance on the straight line. But if it does, yeah, I think um, I'm going for a Carlos Sainz win. I think you were wow. also hoping for that, right? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, right now, obviously, we don't know what the upgrades will do. So we can't really, it's hard to call anything, right? We can't, we don't know what kind of deficit the upgrades is, you know, it's going to bridge. Yeah. But like you said, that's a very long straight. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to see, um, it's hard to see, uh, Pass the Red Bull win, but it's going to be different because the cars are definitely they're not going to run the same setup as Miami. They can't because yeah. you know, there's a lot of high speed corners which they're going to lead. They're going to need to you know run a high downforce spec. So of yeah, course. we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting race. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, don't deflect. What's your prediction? <laughs> oh, my prediction. Uh, my prediction is uh, Leclerc DNF and uh, Stafford. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, I know what my prediction is at heart, but I think I'm going to give a logical prediction and say uh, Verstappen wins this as well. Actually, what am I saying? I'm, I'm sorry. I gave the wrong prediction. I'm, I'm going Don't. to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to uh, bring out a rocket again. <laughs> you know, they're supposed to bring up these upgrades. I'm just joking. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think um, it's going to be interesting. And, For sure. Um, see, can you to be a cracking season. So that's it for a massive review. I think it's been pretty long. I hope that our recording thing has been recording and not <laughs> build up us yet again. But Kavinka, we yeah. are coming back to you. Because will be take us off. Yeah, as of the time of recording, I'm like I'm past my bedtime as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that the viewers know, uh, listeners know. Oh, Guys, that's not a joke. He actually has a bedtime. That's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this, Shaggy. Why are you doing this? Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, you? Yeah. Are we good? Yeah, I'm, I'm right here. <laughs>
So it's up to it's uh, it's over to you to take us yeah. uh, to finish it off. Awesome, awesome. So um, so I'm pretty sure you know we have covered like what three Grand Prix so far with uh, with yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and that closes the F1 segment as well. Um, so yeah, pre- pretty interesting stuff. Uh, listening throughout, uh, I think I got to know a bit more about if I, I mean see I I've, I've been watching it like very casually and I, I kind of lost interest from like 2012 to around 2018 until like the whole Colombo was on it again and I asked a few people like why is the whole Colombo on it and it's probably because of Drive to Survive but anyway yeah. um, that's that that's the F1 we have something to talk about which is um, <laughs> which is about yeah. some, uh, yeah, football yeah. Um, you know, actually, be, before the football, Mahisha Patirana. Mahisha Patirana, yes. Yeah, he grabbed uh, I, I, two wickets, right? So his first wicket was uh, Schumann Gill. He yeah. bowled him, not bowled him, but uh, LBW, right? Of his first ball. Yeah. Patirana was called in to replace an injured player in the CSK dugout. And he's. Wow, he, he put on a really good show for his debut. So he, he grabbed a, a wicket off his first ball. So, York, yeah. so he's, he's nicknamed the uh, Little Marlinger. Yeah, the Pori Marlinger. Or Little Marlinger, just for translation. Yeah. And yeah, man, it's so exciting to see Sri Lankans back in the IPL again. Manido Hasaranga doing bits. Uh, yeah. Mahesh Tikshana in the same side as Mahesh Patirana. Amazing. Amazing. And uh, also oh, you have Barnabur Rajapaksha as well. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> the only Rajapaksha. It's kind of, 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 it's this yeah, no, this no. Kind of this. <laughs> literally Sri cricket has not seen daylight since 2014 since <laughs> my line sangha call it quit they have no i mean they means us sri lankan cricket fans have not seen the light of day so this is hopefully a glimmer of hope uh, should say to what lies in the future of course also we started the the Test matches today, which was uh, which is played in, in Dhaka, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka versus Bangladesh in the World Test Championship, and we got off to a good yeah. start. You know, Matthews, Matthews performing as well as uh, Kusal Mendes. Yeah, so they've been doing bits. We're not going to be talking about that too much because by the time this episode comes out, it'll probably be over, so you'll know the yeah. result. Um, but let's move on to a bit of football. I know we didn't we didn't plan on discussing this. But it has gone right down to the wire. Uh, I was going to say Sri Lanka. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool and Manchester City, the title race is going down to the wire. Uh, relation battle is going down to the wire. This is, we are talking just in terms of Premier League, by the way, because we follow the Premier League heavily. And we know that a lot of the viewers slash listeners listen to, sorry, rather watch the Premier League. Uh, so relegation battle, the title race, the top four, um, the the top six should say yeah you will, I mean Ronaldo might play conference league next season 
<laughs> against uh, these Slovakian like teams. So I don't want to call them the F word. Uh, it's not. It's not the F word you, that you think. It's actually uh, the the F word is farmers. It's it's sort of a derogatory term used in football when uh, when you know you literally. I I don't intend to. I think it's a Liverpool. Yeah, I think so. Guys, by the time this episode comes out, Liverpool will have won Champions League. Even though it won't be played by oh, yeah. then, they will have won. <laughs> <laughs> well, Liverpool did win the FA. Or uh, the yeah. Ah, right. They did not. That that that. Sorry. Chelsea club did not two years ago. He played the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going and winning the two cups that he didn't care about. Amazing stuff. Yeah. But with that, we end the show. Uh, it's, yeah, it's we're at length about stuff uh, with some good banter as well. And yes, it's quite good to be back on the Grandstand Podcast and, and you know, being what we love. So with that, uh, yeah. yeah, everyone, you know, COVID might not get you, but the Sri Lankan economic crisis will get to you if, if it's uh, nothing else. But yeah. Yeah, you know, anywhere around the world, hope you're doing well. Uh, just, you know, pray for peace. That's it. Pray for Sri Lanka, because Sri Lanka needs it a lot. And, <laughs> we need your answers to like sense. <laughs> yes, I mean, honestly, so it's important Sri Lanka's job they keep sticking together during this, during this hard time and, you know, supporting each other is very tough, but I think if Sri Lanka stick together and believe in themselves, they can get what they want. And so it's it's important that we get. I mean, Sri Lankans, we as Sri Lankans get through this together. Yeah. So. And you got oh, Yeah. <laughs> and with that, it's a wrap. We leave you with nothing but our wishes and our love. Take yeah. care, and you know, good night, good evening from wherever you are. Have a safe and pleasant day. God bless. Take care, and bye bye. Bye bye. See you.